Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Stoppage Time from the MLS UK show. I'm Henry Hewitt and as always, this wouldn't be a Stoppage Time, well it wouldn't be an MLS UK show without being joined by... Elliot Holman, thank you very much for joining us once again. We need to start off, number one on the four things we can talk about today on Stoppage Time is, uh, well, this weekend's action. We kind of, uh, MLS kind of got forgotten about a little bit from some people uh, as the Champions League final was on. But uh, you should forget about it at your peril because it was such a amazing weekend. It was a record weekend this season for goals. Um, it was fifty one, which beats the last uh, the last weekend before we did a stoppage time actually, which was the previous um, most goals, which was the one where Portland beat SKC seven two. So um, Elliot, any highlights from this weekend? What's your matches to pick out? Uh, obviously we need to talk Red Bulls, um, really, really dominant performance. We've been critical of DC, of course, uh, this season, but I wanted to get your thoughts on, on how we measure this. Is that a really strong result for New York Red Bulls or is it an example of how poor DC have been? Well, I think when you look at the goals that Red Bulls scored, in particular uh, the Lukianos second goal and the Lewis Morgan uh, goal to make it 3-0, I think uh, he's perhaps a little bit harsh on DC. If those goals, like, uh, well, those shots, like normally, go over the bar, then uh, I guess we're talking about a 2-1 game with Red Bulls scoring in the last minute. But um, no, Red Bulls have been playing so well. It's good for them to get a win at home, which I know they've been lacking throughout the season. DC, though, I... I agree with you. I think it's still a very disappointing start to the season. I know there's been changes. I know we kind of need them to get a head coach, but they have got players coming back. Um, for me, I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the positives of Red Bull. Great goals, great performance by them. Four-one dominant. So let's let's start on a positive. <laughs> okay, and uh, I I'm struggling to link the word positive that you just said to this uh, Chicago remain bottom of the Eastern Conference after another loss. Yeah, I noticed uh, Enza Hendrickson uh, on Twitter kind of said the things need to change, um, this sort of um, letting goals slip, having to come from behind all the time needs to change as well. And it does, he's right, but he's the head coach. He's the guy that needs to implement this. So, um, yeah, it is, it's a struggle at the moment. I mean, Toronto haven't been playing that well. They got a goal great for them and hopefully they'll push on but for Chicago it's another game down what is it like no wins in 10 now or something like that yeah they're really struggling two teams we talked about on the uh, on the last main episode of the MLS UK show LA Galaxy and Austin 
they are battling it out in the West, uh, in the Western Conference, and LA all of a sudden got the upper hand. I know, like, I, I mean, on the last episode, like last week of the MLS UK show, we were saying, well, um, LA Galaxy lost to Houston, but, you know, we're not worried about them. We think they'll still make the playoffs. This is a better team than what they've had for years. Now, since then, they've beaten LAFC in the US Open Cup and beat Austin 4-1. And what a comeback as well. I know Chicharito missed a penalty in the uh, in the first half, but to come back from four from 1-0 down with half an hour to go or 35 minutes to go, whatever it was, to win 4-1, impressive. Go Galaxy. And you mentioned Houston getting that victory over LA Galaxy before this big turnaround. And now... Hard to place where Houston are at because they got beaten 3-0 by RSL. Yeah, but come on. We're being positive. It's RSL. RSL are playing well. 3-0. A dominant display in the end for them. I I know what you're saying about Houston, but we've said before, haven't we, that let's face it, Houston, a good season for them is challenging for the playoffs, which at the moment, yeah, they still are, I guess. So uh, still positivity there for Houston. But RSL won again. Another home game. The fans are on board. I'm all for it. And Atlanta, your side, and Orlando, my side, also in action. We're being positive, so we're not <laughs> going to talk about it. Uh, no, Columbus. Uh, Columbus have been struggling, so a good win for them. Eli Room. Um, as an Atlanta fan, I'll be putting him in the Eli Room 101 this week because he's, uh, especially for that saving stoppage time. But um, no, hey, well done to Columbus. The Atlanta marking were dreadful for that first goal. And uh, well, one of the highlights of the weekend, one of the goals of the weekend, one of our favourite players in MLS, Dom Dwyer with an overhead kick. Sorry, it's the problem with doing this on Zoom, it freezes sometimes. I can't quite hear what you say, so we'll just move on. Uh, well, considering that Elliot seem, can't seem to hear me, let's talk about Orlando 1, Dallas 3 then. Oh, I've got you, I've got you. <laughs> Orlando 1-0 up and then you let it slip. But I mean, Dallas, like RSL, have played, been playing well, haven't they? Yeah, complete contrast to last season. Been really impressed with them. We've said that they did good business um, in, in the summer. Let go of players that, let's be honest, they had to let go of. Um, but what they've brought in has been really, really impressive. And, and that's a great win. It... it, it it's not easy to go across country, cross conference, uh, away at Orlando. You haven't exactly had a bad season. Um, and it's a really, it's a really good win for Dallas. It is, yeah. And it, well, uh, as you know, on stoppage time, we don't really talk about the weekend recap. We're talking about the biggest stories in MLS. But there's so many matches this weekend that we can talk about. Um, like Montreal beat Cincinnati four three. What a game that was! Another win for Montreal. Uh, Miami won again, beating Portland 2-1. Seattle finally won against Charlotte 2-1. Charlotte's away form um, continues not to be great. Uh, There's some really big performances. Nashville going to Colorado. NYC won again. Uh, Vancouver won at SKC. We could talk for hours about all of them, but hey, this is a bite-sized bonus episode of the MLS UK show. So moving on to the second thing we're going to talk about this week uh, on Stoppage Time, and it's about Boxer for New England Revolution. Apparently, he's not happy. He's not been happy for a while, and he's looking to get out. Yeah, uh, ball's in his court, I think. Um, you know, after a great performance against Atlanta United recently, uh, it has to be said. Uh, let's not forget that. Uh, the, <laughs> this, this is the issue, um, as we've covered quite a lot. MLS currently very much in favour when it comes to um, teams in Europe and around the world looking to uh, looking to fish players away, drag players away. 
and currently the the league structure doesn't really allow teams to um, to persuade them to stay with a with a better deal, a stronger financial package. So interesting that he has become one of those players that's maybe having his head turned. Yeah, exactly. Rumours are that it's uh, Lance in uh, in France that are rumoured to be in for him. I've got to admit that I actually forgot Lance existed. He just reminds me of early FIFA, early noughties <laughs> <laughs> era. Um, but no, they're in they're in League One, of course. And uh, yeah, Adam Buxter, he's he's obviously from Poland, so he's um, he's you know European. He wants to get back over to Europe, and yeah, he's just he doesn't seem to be happy. Um, you know, in in MLS, which is a shame, really, because last year he he he, he lit the league up. Uh, obviously, for New England, it's not quite going to call to plan this time. But you still think with him in the side, Carlos Heel, um, Gustavo Bow as well. You've got players there that are going to uh, get a New England Revolution at least into the um, into the playoffs. And uh, it looks like they're going to have to do that without Boxer because as the European transfer window opens up again for summer. Rumours coming out of Poland are that Lance of a team that's going to bring him back to Europe, which should be a shame, really. I mean, how do you think this will affect New England Revolution? I've, I've mentioned a few players there. They've still got some top, top players in the team. But could this derail their playoff uh, hopes? Well, it weakens them significantly, doesn't it? We know they've got Altidore. He's, he's not going to be in a fit enough state to play every single game for New England Revolution. He's a uh, Bookser is a player that they need to hold on to, but... I would expect MLS to quietly be working away at, uh, at a response to the situation they find themselves in now. I'd be amazed if they're not a little bit disappointed. Um, it's kind of the downside of uh, of everything they've achieved is that players keep keep being stolen away from them uh, and taken out of the league. And realistically, teams are going to be needed to to give uh, be given more power to to hold on to them. But New England without Bookers. It's a really, really big weakening of, of a side that are already st- struggling a little bit in terms of where we expect them to be. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you've got to remember as well, Buxer didn't play on Saturday in the 1-1 draw against Philadelphia. He's now been the uh, Nations League squad for Poland, which will be the next few weeks. So it could actually be the last we've seen of Buxer, um in MLS, which would be a shame, really, because... Yeah, he's, he, we're looking to grow the league. We're looking to grow it in Europe. And okay, Adam Buxton may not be a, a big name, say, in the, the, the bigger leagues in Europe and the bigger countries, but he is a top, top player and it can inspire other top players from Europe um, to go over and play in MLS. So it's, uh, it's a shame. But uh, yeah, I'm sure New England Revolution have got plans in place. Um, do you think... They'd, uh, they'd have to look for someone this season um, to to replace him and, and how you know, how soon would it be? I, I think somebody of his stature, if you're going to miss, if you're going to be missing him for half the season and you're already not looking like you're going to make the playoffs, you have to make a move. You have to do something. Obviously, they would have cash from that deal uh, if he was to leave. So I would expect them to probably already have a, have a plan in place. Um, but it's likely going to be somebody who's already in MLS. They're going to have to trade for somebody. So interesting to see who might be on that shortlist. Yeah. Now, the third thing we're going to talk about this week on Stoppage Time is Lionel Messi. Now, I know, I know, this leaked last week, and then there's been a lot of people saying, no, it's not happening, he's agent, and, and stuff like that. 
But we need to talk about it because there's no smoke without fire. Lionel Messi was um, he was linked to a move to Inter Miami in a Kylian Mbappe style deal where he pretty much owns half the club, the club shop, the stadium, the mascot, and everything else. He owns. David Beckham's going to give him half his house as well to sign. Phil Neville, he uh, give him his first grandchild. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> they were trying everything to try and get him signed. Uh, Messi's agent said this isn't true. I don't know whether he's saying it's not true based on the fact that he's going to own a bit of a club uh, and that might not look good or whether it's not true at all. Um, but, I mean, Messi to Miami seems an easy link. Can, can you actually see this happening? It's difficult, isn't it? We've had our fingers burnt with the Miami rumours so many times in the past. Um, obviously, obviously, if Messi's going to play somewhere next season, I would love it to be in MLS. And if it means it has to be at Miami, absolutely fine. Um, there's absolutely no doubt somebody like Beckham is exactly who Messi would want to um, go and play for, who he would trust um, with a with a move as big as this towards the end of his career. Could it be somebody else? Could anybody else make this move happen? Maybe in LA? Either LA sides, um, but Miami, of course, the strongest rumor. Apparently, the the issue that the agent had was that he's not going to be owning a stake in the club. That was um, that was a little bit fabricated, uh, although it was talked about. So it seems like it, it still could be on, and of course, it would just be magical, wouldn't it? It really would. If MLS isn't already on the map in Europe for all of the transfer activity over the last few years, this is the one. This is the move. Yeah, um, I, well, I, I don't think David Beckham helped the rumours. The fact that he went to Qatar and had photos with all the, Intima, all the PSG team, I think uh, timing of that wasn't great from David Beckham. But um, yeah, I agree with you. I think into Miami really the only logical place he would go. Um, you know, I think when you've looked at the uh, the um, the wages, which was released the other week, you look at LA Galaxy. They've already got like Douglas Costa. They've got. Um, Chicharito, so that may be difficult. Into but Miami, if Messi's and- available. If if you've got an opportunity to sign Messi, you take you take the hit. Surely, well, yeah. Well, this is what I'm going to say. I think the league itself, even if I don't know Montreal, when oh, we'll sign Messi. I think they'd do everything in the power. They created the Beckham rule. I think they'll create the Messi rule. Yeah. Um. So I think they'd they'd be desperate for this to happen. I think it's the same Messi and Ronaldo, both of them. I think you you look around. Europe and think well where are they going to go after on the next move and I don't think there's many places for them to go in the next move Messi's shown in the French league this year that he struggled a little bit he's not been as as um, you know as as free flowing he's not scored as many goals as he did in La Liga so maybe he would be looking at a move like this and a more commercial move and yeah there's not many moves that would be better for commercially to go to America obviously into Miami I've got a lot of a uh, Latin, South American sort of influence in the fan base and on the pitch and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think this this could happen. I would love to see it happen. And uh, I think this this would be the move that we talk all the time about what do Inter Miami need to do to get things started, get into the playoffs, become a big, big name on the pitch in MLS. And I think this move would do it. I've always been team messy, but if he goes to Miami, it's over. <laughs> Yeah, pray for Orlando fans if Messi does make the move. Uh, Right, the fourth thing we're going to talk about on Stoppage Time this week, and it's coming here from the UK. A newspaper in the UK, The Guardian, 
have uh, have released their MLS watchability rankings. Right, so this is who's entertaining in the league. I think this is aimed at any uh, British fans now that the uh, European seasons have come to an end. If they want to watch a bit of MLS, um, have you? I, I sent you a link to this, Elliot. Have you actually got around to looking at it? Now you did send it to me, and purposefully I didn't open it as much as I wanted to see who was top of this because I thought you might want to test me on it. Right, okay. Who do you think is going to be number one? I'm worried for the European bias towards Miami just because it's Miami, um, but I don't believe it should be at all. Um, I think LAFC will be up there. Well, LAFC a second, right? So this is oh, what they've okay. said about LAFC. Back to winning ways with LAFC's attack-minded, high-energy ethos in full force under a new head coach and core. The kits are lovely, and there is a wonderful home atmosphere uh, with a pre-game ritual in which a different guest, such as Will Ferrell, releases a falcon to fly around the stadium to hype up the cloud. Uh, the crowd, sorry. If only Carlos Vela could stay constantly healthy. So that's what they've said about LAFC. So they're in second. Another guest. Who do you think's first? Is it a Cascadia team? No. Oh, okay. It's a team from a, um, like, a, how would you put it? Like one of the big cities. Oh, okay. New York City. It is New York City. NYCFC are capable of the most beautiful soccer in MLS when everything goes right for them. In possession, high pressing or in transition. They do it all. Tati Castellanos is electric and Talas Magno is a potential Brazil international. All this in spite of playing at the Yankee Stadium. That Right, I agree with everything there, but they cannot be the most watchable team in MLS on that absolute shocker of a pitch. <laughs> that, is, that is ridiculous. I'll read you through uh, the list, right, and you can comment as I go along. Right, so number one, NYCFC. Number two, LAFC. Number three is Atlanta. In the old days, I'd agree. Not sure about now. Yeah, they, they do say that Atlanta are a fascinating case study for watchability. They've got the league's all-time most expensive signing in Thiago Almeida and Luis Harujo in attack. But at the other end, goalkeeper uh, Brad Guzon, centre-back Miles Robinson and the team's only defensive midfielder, Ozzy Alonso, are all out with injuries uh, for the rest of the season. In fourth, they've put San Jose. I can get on board with this. More from a you-never-know-what's-going-to-happen point of view. True. Fifth, Cincinnati. Uh, it says, finally, since his three-year dynasty of the worst team in MLS is coming to an end. Um, Seattle in sixth, which I thought as uh, CONCACAF Champions League holders, they'd be a bit higher than that. That is harsh. That is harsh. Seventh is Austin, uh, with a big picture of Matthew Mahonahay. So that's clearly where they're going with that I'd- one. I'd place Austin. I'd place Austin above Cincinnati and San Jose, definitely. Well, eighth is Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, ninth is Philadelphia and tenth Dallas. Okay. Eleventh uh, is Charlotte. Right. Then twelfth LA Galaxy, which I'm quite surprised they're uh, quite far down that list. Mm, uh, in stature, yeah, but maybe they've got a point. We do say that, um, obviously, Chicharito is still very good um, and extremely likable and easy to root for, but he's been a one-man show in attack. Um, if Douglas Costa lives up to expectations, that could move them up the rankings. So we do explain with that. Uh, 13th is Orlando. Unlucky for most. 
Yeah, unlucky for most, but for Orlando, he says they are fun because you don't know which version you're going to get. They are challenging in the East despite having the second worst expected goal difference. Uh, they have a great wins and abysmal losses with high-end talents in Uruguay international Fagundo Torres and former Brazil international Pato. Fair. Uh, 14th is Colorado, 15th Portland, 16th New England Revolution. It's a fall from grace, isn't it? It is. 17th Houston, 18th Nashville, which I'm very surprised about. Mm, yeah. 19th New York Red Bulls, 20th into Miami, 21st Real Salt Lake. Um, 22nd DC, 23rd Chicago, 24th Minnesota, uh, and then you've got SKC, Columbus, Toronto, and then Vancouver Whitecaps in last place. I think a lot of it's bang on the money. I think some. I think San Jose are bizarrely uh, quite high on there. Um, and yeah, I would certainly maybe even put Montreal higher this season. They've been playing some nice stuff. Mm. Well, they do say as well, they had Toronto in 27th spot, which is second last. They do have a caveat to that and say that um, with Insignia joining in the summer, he should make them a lot more entertaining. Uh, but any team with Pozuelo in the team, I'd put higher than 27. I was going to say, yeah, but it's not been working out for them, has it? Let's be honest. Big win at the weekend, but not been uh, not been that impressive for a long time now, Toronto. No, definitely not. Um Right, well, that's it from us this week on Stoppage Time. Uh, thanks very much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks very much for listening on your podcast provider as well. Don't forget, wherever you're watching or listening to us, to subscribe. Um, then you'd know whenever we release a new episode. Like it as well if you're watching on YouTube. It really helps. Uh, if you're on a podcast provider, leave a rating and a review. And Elliot, there's one rule and one rule only. Five stars. LA Galaxy style. If you're just joining MLS, LA Galaxy have won it five times. They got five stars. Five stars. Um, we hopefully will be back in the next two weeks um, with some special episodes whilst I'm away on holiday. If not, we will catch up in two weeks' time. Uh, but while you're uh, we're in the break, if there is a break, and that's what it is at the moment, we don't know if it's a break or not. But while we're in the break, then uh, feel free to watch, listen back to all of our previous episodes this season, catch up with all the action, and as well, listen back to our first uh, episode, our season preview one, uh, where we try and predict where teams will uh, come this season, and already 11 weeks in, or whatever it is, 10 weeks in, <laughs> we're already wrong on most of them. What a surprise. Uh, just before we go, um, just to fill you in, uh, Henry is going on holiday, which is why we're uh, going to be missing for a couple of weeks. Now, if you could get on a plane, uh, I don't know, for sort of like 10, 11, 12, 13 hours, and you could fly west of Europe, where would you Where would you like to go if you hosted the MLS UK show? America? Canada? Loads to see in Canada. Beautiful. You know, from the likes of Vancouver in the west all the way through to uh, the east where you've got Montreal and Toronto. No, he's going to Mexico. Hey, the enemy, the rival, Mexico. I've waited. I had to wait until a MLS team won Champions League before I got to go Mexico. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to buy a Seattle Sounders flag and walk around all uh, everywhere. Uh, like Riviera de Maya, I'm going, if you know that, so it's near Cancun. I'm going to walk around there and just uh, support MLS. I'm going to big up MLS in a Liga MX uh, in the cauldron that is the Liga MX country. Um, I noticed Atlas won the uh, 
League MX last uh, it announced it last night. So uh, good for them. If you're going to Mexico with a Seattle flag, um, it's just going to be me from now on, guys. It's just me <laughs> and you, the MLS UK show, baby. Anywhere with sunshine, it doesn't matter whether it's Mexico, America, Timbuktu. It, it doesn't matter to me as long as there's sunshine and I can get a tan. Because as I explained to you before we recorded this episode in Manchester, and as you know as well, there isn't much sun and it rains a lot and it is raining right now, actually. So just remember who always goes to America, guys. Remember who your favorite is. All right. I got you. (laughs) I got you. Right. Let's move on from there. I'll see you in two weeks with a tan and having learned a lot more uh, of the Mexican culture. Who knows? We could start another spinoff, the Liga MX show. Uh, probably not, but you Ooh, never know. No dirt, dirty. <laughs> Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back next time on the MLS UK show. See you later. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.